have this friend who lives in the Midwest. His mom happens to go to the same church that he does. So she shows up at church not, a couple Sundays ago, and he's not there. So she gets out of the phone, she texts her, her son, and she waits a couple of minutes, and there's, there's no answer to the text. So she calls him. She goes out in the lobby and calls him, and the phone's just ringing. She's not getting any response. So his house happens to be just like a mile from the, from the church. So uh, she got in a car, and she drove there to check on why, why he hasn't come to church, why he wasn't answering the phone. So she knocks on the door. She doesn't hear any answer. She has a key to her apartment, so she lets herself in, and she hears, she goes, you know, honey, are you there? And she hears this kind of muffled voice going, you know, she doesn't understand what he's saying. But she goes to the couch, and he's, he's fully dressed for church. Uh, he's laying face down on the couch, and he has, a, he has a cushion over his head, like he's hiding. And that's why the voice was muffled. She goes, honey, what... What's going on? Why didn't you answer my text? And you know, and why are you dressed for church? But why didn't you show up at church? And he goes, I, I am not going to church anymore. Uh, they don't like me, and I don't like them. I just can't deal with it anymore. And his mom's going, well, honey, that's I, I don't understand why you're feeling that way. You know, you know, but you know, you. you you still have to come to church. I, I'm encouraging you to come to church. You need to come to church. And he says, why should I come to church? They don't like me and I don't like them. She says, honey, you're the pastor. Laughter is a great way of just exhaling. The blessing of love. Father, we are excited to be in your presence today. There is no better place to be than with you. Oh, you move us towards your heart. You're so kind and you're so gracious to us. We are undeserving of this, but you lavish your love on us. And we are grateful this morning that we get to participate in this great love of yours, that we get to receive it, we get to walk in it, and we are washed by it. So, Lord, it's good to laugh, it's good to cry, it's good to express all kinds of emotion towards you, to just exhale, just to release stuff. So I ask that for us today, that we'll be able to release ourselves in your presence today, that we will let go of stuff. We will just let it go. Because we have come to the greatest heart that there is. Your heart. And we desperately need you. So, Father, I ask that indeed you would empty me of me. That you would take out every blockage, everything that would keep you from speaking your words, your heart, your life to us today because we need to hear your voice and only your voice. Who else holds the keys to life and death but you? Who else owns the keys to our heart but you? So, Father, we surrender all this to you 
And we ask, have your way with us this morning. Have your complete way with us. We surrender all. All to you we surrender. We give it all. Because we need you. And we proudly proclaim that. That we need you. And we ask that you be with us this morning. In Jesus' name. Amen. Excuse me for a minute. I'm hoping you're uh, really enjoying this this series on (laughs) living a life of blessing. It's been amazing. There's been really a lot of stories of people already receiving freedom. Last week was some. During the week we heard of some. It is amazing once you start to embrace this walk of a life of blessing, how much God wants to show you how free you can be. So I hope you're enjoying it because we're going, to, we're going to continue this as long as God says to continue this. And today I'm starting kind of like a mini-series in the, in the middle of this series. And you'll see why in a minute. So when we talk about a life of blessing, we need to understand we're not just talking about the tangible things, the things that we can touch, the things that we can experience those are blessings, but those, it is so much deeper than that. It's, it's not just about the tangible. It's not just about the things that we can touch, the things that we can experience, the things that we feel. It's about Him. Living a life of blessing, it's about Him. It's the blessed life. It's not about the blessings. It's about God. It's about knowing Him. It's about having a relationship, a relationship with Him that is so deep, it doesn't matter if He blesses us or not. Because being with Him is the blessing. He is life. He is the blessing. And if He chose not to do anything else for us, we are living a blessed life if we're in Him. If we just look at being blessed as something to get, instead of someone to know, we have already missed out on something. We've already missed something that God wants us to know. So, if you wouldn't mind, turn to the book of Ephesians. This chapter is so full of how blessings are a result of knowing God personally, passionately, and completely. How much blessing there is just knowing Him knowing what he's about, knowing who he is. We're going to start in verse 3. Blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy, blameless before him, in love. He predestined us for adoptions of sons as sons, through Jesus Christ, according to the purpose of His will, to the praise of His glorious grace, with which He has blessed us in the Beloved. In Him we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses, according to the riches of His grace, which He lavished upon us in all wisdom and insight, making known to us the mystery of His will, according to His purpose, which He set forth in Christ." 
as a plan for the fullness of time to unite all things in him, things in heaven and things on earth. In him we have obtained an inheritance, having been predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will. So that we, that we who were the first to hope in Christ might be to the praise of his glory. In him you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and believed in him, we're sealed with the promise of the Holy Spirit, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until we acquire possession of it to the praise of His glory. That is huge. Did you see how many in hymns, through hymns, are just scattered throughout this, this, this passage here? Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing. Spiritual blessings are the ones that we cannot manufacture for ourselves. We cannot make them up. We cannot produce them. They are spiritual blessings. They are gifts of the Holy Spirit imparted into us by a very generous God. We can't make them happen. They are divine. They're God-given. His Spirit imparts them into ours because of what Christ did for us. Now, I know why this is relational. Listen to the first scripture again. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. They are gifts from the Father. They are imparted by the Spirit. And they are fulfilled in Jesus Christ. All this is talking about a relationship with Him. Something that we do in Him, with Him, by Him. This is a very relational... Spiritual blessings are very relational. Okay, let's take apart the Scripture a little bit more. Blessed. That word means praise and adore. Be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every, all, spiritual blessing in heavenly places. The word bless and blessing in Ephesians is uh, the translation for the word that we use for eulogy, which means to speak well of, to speak well of. Excellent speech, and I love this part, to celebrate with praise. To celebrate with praise. The Greek word for spiritual means belonging to the spirit, and it's from the root word puma, which means to be the breath of God or to be breathed into. A spiritual blessing is the breath of God bringing life into our soul, into our heart, into our mind. The blessing of God is that he shares his breath with us, his life with us. He, He just... It's so. Listen, you know, the, in order to breathe breath into someone, you actually got to touch them. Your, your lips have to touch. This is how intimate God is with us, that he breathes his life into us through the Holy Spirit. That there is, there is this wonderful spiritual thing that happens, but it's deeply personal. I love this about God. I love this. Heavenly places, things above, things of a heavenly origin or nature. 
This is a picture of heaven's greatest influence on us, Jesus Christ, and how it changes our life. Heavenly places, things that are above. What's it say in Isaiah 55, 9? It says, For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. God's ways are higher, they're purer, and yet he shares them with us. This is what this scripture is giving a picture of. In heavenly places, these things are above us. We cannot create this for ourselves. God's ways are above us. Everything he does is above us. He loves the way he loves, the way he, he blesses. Everything is above us, but yet he shares this with us through Jesus Christ. God has spoken good things about us and pronounced good things for our benefit. So we're going to look at those starting in verse 1. Uh, verse 4, sorry, where it says this. Even as he chose us in him before the foundations of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him. It is good to be chosen. Chosen means handpicked. It means personalized. There is a intent of God for us to know that we are chosen by him. Look back in the days of your past memories of the days that you felt left out. That you were not important enough. That you were ignored. And if you have any of those places in your past, God is saying right now, I want you to let go of those because you are chosen. I chose you. I don't care about everybody else's gig. I chose you. Before the foundation of the earth, before the conception, this is an intimate act that God is talk, uses here. It's talking about the act of conception here. It's intimate. It's personal. It's, it's up close and personal. God is saying before the foundation, before the creation of the earth, before the conception of the earth, I already chose you. Before I even said, let there be light, I was thinking about you. I had in my mind that I wanted to not only choose you, I wanted to redeem you. I wanted to free you. I wanted to adopt you. This was all before he even said, let there be light. He chose us before the foundations of the world. Before the world and the universe was all created, he already chose us. That in itself is a blessing. He chose us so that we could be holy and blameless. That word holy means physically pure, morally blameless, and consecrated or set apart. The word blameless means without spot or without fault. He chose us to be blameless and blameless. John fifteen sixteen says this, You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should abide so that whatever you ask the Father in my name, it may be given to you. Your life matters. Your life has value. Your life has significance. Your life was planned, purpose, and meant to change the lives of others. That's why we're here. That's why we were chosen. 
to be given the gift of, of becoming His sons and daughters, to be pure, to be blameless, so that our lives would reflect what God has done for us. So that we could be recognized as chosen ones, belonging to the God who redeemed us. Amen. Okay. I want to... Uh, okay, you know, here's the thing about holiness. I've shared this before, but I thought it was a good example. Holiness is much more than just living by a, a set rules. Rules are great. If you don't have rules in a household, you, things get really chaotic and crazy. So rules are good. But holiness is much more than that. You've heard of the phrase of... Uh, um, Boy, why am I skipping grooves here today? Please forgive me. Okay. Guilty by association. We've all heard of that. Right? Which means basically the people you hang out with, if they're of a bad reputation and you hang out with them, you are guilty by association. You, you might not do anything wrong. But because you're hanging around with these certain people, you are guilty by association. People, they judge your name, they judge your reputation by the people that you hang out with. This whole thing about being holy holy and blameless is the fact that we are not guilty by association because of who we are now associated with, who we now belong to. We belong to Jesus Christ who has made us holy and blameless. So we are now not guilty by association. That makes sense? I like that. That kind of frees me. All right. Okay. The third blessing is love. Though our feelings come and go, God's love for us does not. C.S. Lewis said that. God's love is relentless. And it is relentless. His love is what took us out of darkness, brought us into light. It is this love that set us free. We, that word for love there is agape. It is unconditional love. It's the love that God loves us with. The, the, the foundational meaning of that word means love feast. A love feast. God celebrates us with love. God loves us, but he celebrates us with love. It's the whole picture of the prodigal son. When the prodigal son comes home, the father throws a feast, a love feast. That's what that was. It was a love feast that he set for him. He was so thrilled that his son came back. That his son came, he you know, put a robe on, a ring on, shoes on, and he threw him a feast, a love feast, just to celebrate the fact that he was back home. That's the kind of love that God loves us with. And when he loves us, he's having a love feast with us. That's a powerful picture of love that we need to get down and deepen ourselves because that is a spiritual blessing. The Father's love is reliable. 1 John 4, 16 says this, and we know and we rely on the love God has for us. God is love and whoever lives in love lives in God and God in him. What a blessed life we walk when we know that we're loved. Okay, verse 5, the fourth spiritual 
blessing we have is adoption. He predestined us for adoption as sons through Jesus Christ according to the purpose of his will. Again, before the earth was even formed or God made us sons and daughters, he was thinking of us in that light. He predestined us. He beforehand thought of us as sons and daughters. The Greek word for adoption here means to place as sons. To place as sons. And what would happen, and, and Paul was describing a Roman way of thinking. What he was saying here, now a Roman man, if he had heirs, or even if he didn't like the heirs that he had, could choose someone outside of his family. That family could have been a slave even inside his house. And for some reason, if he thought that slave was worthy to carry out his family name, he would take that young man and he would place him as a son. It was a formal ceremony. He would, he would go before a, a group of people, depending on how many it was at that time, and he would there and say, now I have placed this man as my son. And now his former identity, whatever that was, no longer exists. Any records of that would be destroyed. There would be no record left of that, form, of that young man's former existence. Think about that, what Christ has done for us. We are placed as sons and daughters. So any former identity we might have carried around, any, anything that the world wants to lie or the enemy wants to lie to us about our former identity, all the mistakes we made, all the sins that we did, all those things that sometimes the enemy likes to bring up to accuse us of, in Christ, they no longer exist. We have been placed as sons and daughters. Before the creation of the world, God had this in mind that he was going to do for us. God's been thinking about this for a long time. A long time. Planning this for a long time. According to the purpose of his will. His purpose, which means satisfaction and delight. According to the purpose, the satisfaction and delight behind his will, and that word will means determination and desire. This was God's plan, his desire, his purpose to bring us in, to set us up as sons and daughters in his family and no longer have to answer to that identity that we used to carry around, that used to trip us up and make us doubt him, and make us fear him, and make us just walk outside of blessing. That is not our identity anymore. Our identity is hidden in Jesus Christ, and our identity is only who God says we are. And he says we're sons and daughters. Romans 8.15 says this, For you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption by which we cry, Abba, Father, dear Father, dear Daddy. To know God as Father frees us. And to realize we're free that we don't have to carry around any other identity but what He gives us. Spiritual blessing number five, accepted in the Beloved. To the praise of His glorious grace with which He has blessed us in the Beloved. This is an interesting phrase. 
It's a powerful phrase. You've got you to gotta listen to this. This is awesome. The word bless us, that, those two words together, and the King James, I think, is rendered accepted. But this is what this word means. It means to grace with special honor, to pursue with grace, and to surround with favor. This is extreme acceptance here. This is, this is like really being accepted here. The word beloved in the Greek means to welcome, to entertain, to be fun, fond of, and to love dearly. So together, this phrase, blessed us in the beloved, is, a, is a, of course a powerful expression of relational blessing. But this is what, you, you could write it to say this. He has pursued us, surrounded us, and by grace welcomed us into his presence through the, his son Jesus, and now we are loved dearly. He has pursued us, surrounded us by grace, welcomed us into his presence through his son Jesus, and now we are loved dearly. This phrase comes from this verse. These two verses work together. Matthew 3.17 says this. And behold, a voice from heaven said, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. Jesus purchased this position for us by his blood. We can hear those same words that God is speaking to Jesus here. The same words of acceptance because we are hidden in him. Now, when God did that, there was a messianic prophecy that was also taking place. So that part is not ours. But Paul mentions that this is, this is connected together with the same thought because of John 17, 23 says this. Jesus is talking about his relationship with God and with his, the people and the followers that God has given him. He says, uh, I'm in them and you're in me and so that they might be perfectly one so that the world might know that you sent me and that you love them even as you have loved me. We are hidden in the beloved. We are hidden in the beloved. Which means we can hear God say to us, you are my son and daughter. I am pleased with you. Because I pursue you and because I surround you and because I invite you in because of what my son did, he has made it possible that I can say that you are now loved and blessed just like my son Jesus is. It's powerful stuff. Powerful stuff. So the thing to remember today, because of these spiritual blessings, that we are not an outcast. We are not rejected. The creator of the universe, God who created everything out of nothing, before any of that was ever happening, he was already thinking about us. Before the world has even sinned yet, he was making a way. Making a way so that we could be redeemed. Making a way that so we could be noticed and, and brought into his family as sons and daughters. This was all in his mind. This was all in his purpose. This was all in his will. And it was all because of his great love for us. The unconditional love. The love that we can't earn. The love that we can't manufacture for ourselves. 
And I would express you to this point that sometimes when we're not walking in the blessed life is because we doubt His goodness. We doubt His love. It is really funny. When Moses and God were talking, and I love that, you know, that passage in Exodus 33, I think it is. He's talking that God and Moses talk face to face all the time. That's amazing. Amazing to me. Because then, in a few scriptures later, Moses asked God to show me. I want to see you. So I don't know how they talked face to face and he didn't see them, but that's okay. God, you know, that's okay. There was something really cool going on. The whole expression face to face was an expression of friendship. That's really what God was trying to express to So he says, and Moses has a specific request. He says, show me your glory. Show me your glory. And so God says, okay, I'm going to hide you in this cliff. I'm going to cover you in my hand. I'm going to pass by you, but you're only going to see my backside. So, so I'm going to pass my goodness before you. His goodness was God's glory. We need to understand that walking a blessed life is really all about God, all about His goodness. And sometimes we don't walk in blessing because we don't believe He's good. So we try to manufacture our blessing. We work extra hard. We think we have to get two or three jobs. We think we have to, whatever the criteria is, to earn our own blessing. And God said, that's not what it's about. It's about knowing me, knowing my heart, knowing that you're adopted, knowing that I've already placed you as sons and daughters into my family. You don't have to earn anything. You're mine. I chose you. I picked you out. Handpicked you out to be my son, to be my daughter. So, Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for your love. We thank you again that you spoke to us because you do love us. And we're grateful for that. We're grateful for your word, grateful for the expression of your word. I pray, Father, again that we would remember your words, that we would study these scriptures for ourselves that we would go back and, and look over these words and, and allow your Holy Spirit to minister to us and teach us.